name is Sherry Wilson, and I'm here to fill your ears with the best business content I can give you while you work out, commute, clean your house. Anything to help you work your biz like a boss. recently launched a true crime podcast called Outline of a Murder, and I wanted to share with you the behind the scenes process just in case you're wanting to launch your own podcast. But let me give you a disclaimer. It doesn't have to be this involved. You can literally get a cheap microphone, a lapel microphone to plug into your smartphone, record it using the Anchor FM app and upload it and bam, you're done, which is perfect for busy business owners. But maybe your podcast idea is a little bit more involved with scripts, sponsors, website, and social media. So if that describes you, I want to jump right in. Now, as far as this podcast, I uh, follow it to the degree Um, as far as using Zencaster and I have a Yeti microphone and things like that, I don't do it with the iPhone or the Android phone model that I just shared with you. Uh, but I've had it for so long, I couldn't really remember my launch process. So on this episode, I want to take you from start to finish on this new podcast I just released while my memory was fresh, and hopefully it will help you if you want to do maybe a podcast is more in-depth and you want to advertise, etc. So the first step in launching this new podcast was I had to decide if I wanted to do a serial or an episodic podcast. So a serial podcast is like a television series. You have a set number of episodes along with a beginning and an end date, and usually some cliffhangers. So you might release your series once a year at a set time. You can also do several series during a year or even split up your season uh, in the year, like maybe a first half and then a second half later. With a serial podcast, you record them all at once and you either release all the episodes at once or uh, during a set time. So for example, if you have nine episodes, you might receive an episode each week for nine weeks. With mine, I decided to go ahead and release them all at once, and then I'm done. I'm done for the the year, and I don't have to worry about releasing them as I go. Now, this is a great uh, decision as far as a serial podcast. If you don't want your life taken up with needing to create a podcast once a week, and maybe you also want to build anticipation up for the next season. Now, an episodic podcast is where you release a podcast once a week or every two weeks or once a month even all year. So like this podcast, it's an episodic podcast. I release it weekly and it's a great option if you know you're going to be consistently creating content. If you don't want uh, either, uh, if you know you won't either decide on a once a month or serial podcast you know, that sense really just doesn't make any sense. Like I'm reading my transcript. (laughs) I'm like, wait, what? That doesn't make any sense at all. So you know what? Let's just continue on and pretend I didn't just say that last sentence. So I feel that some podcasts need to be episodic, like uh, business podcasts need to be, uh, whereas storytelling podcasts like true crime do very well as serials. But I don't see any reason why a business could not release a serial podcast on a particular topic or maybe a theme. In fact, I think I'm going to need to explore that myself. 
The main thing that you need to know is that your podcast is a marketing tool, especially if you're a business owner. So it's a way to position yourself as an expert, build rapport, and get people to your business or your website. Now, obviously, with my true crime podcast, it's not a marketing tool. Uh, It's a passion of mine, and I'm hoping one day that it will make money, but it doesn't have to for me to keep doing it because I uh, am a true crime, uh, I guess you could say, freak. Okay, so the next step is... I chose Serial for my true crime podcast for several reasons. I knew it would be an intense experience diving into true crime, both emotionally and time-wise. The amount of research was going to be a full-time job if I tried to do it weekly, and that would take a focus away from my business. And also, I wanted to build anticipation in between seasons, but I also knew I would want to do mini-series in between the seasons so that I could control my own workload and give our listeners a bonus. So once I had all of that decided, I next needed to decide if I wanted to do outlines or scripts. So I'm very comfortable public speaking because I do it all the time. And because I've done it for so long, I can use anything. I can use an outline, I can use my memory, and I can write an entire script and go off of that and still make it sound natural. You don't want to get in front of the microphone and just read your script. You want to allow yourself to explore maybe a couple thoughts for a few seconds or basically make a mistake like I did and share with you. I have no idea why I just put that in my uh, podcast. So I had an idea that I wanted to use a loose script since true crime has so many details to remember, plus I was recording it with my sister and mom. So I didn't want it to be as minimal as an outline because I wouldn't remember all of the details, but I also didn't want it to be just a script where they had to read off from the script because I just didn't feel like it would be very natural. Uh, so I had a loose script and then I had the story of the crime and the details I need to remember. And then I also provided room for discussion and it worked perfectly. It flowed very well and very naturally. And so if we were covering topics or cases, I, I knew extremely well, I would definitely use an outline. Like I have a ton of of material in my head about Ted Bundy because I've been studying him since I was 16. But other crimes, I knew I had to have more of a script. So I'm sure you can imagine, you know, the amount of details that had to be kept straight for a true crime podcast. And so really it became clear to me that I was on the right track when I started doing my research and writing that I would need more of a script than an outline. So you'll find that when you sit down to prepare, that you'll naturally gravitate toward your own style. The main thing though, is to make sure again, that you're not just reading the script. Okay. So I've now got the type of podcast. I now have whether I'm going to have a script or an outline decided. So in between that and actually writing the scripts, I thought about my online presence. So I was researching the cases I'd picked out. I was starting on the scripts and in between that very intense work, again, both emotionally and time-wise, I researched how I wanted my website and social media to look by looking at other true crime websites and social media accounts to decide what I liked and what I didn't like, uh, how they set up their content, subscription programs, and the general feel each website had. 
At this point, I'd already chosen our main image for both the website and the podcast, so the color theme of black, white, red, yellow with some teal thrown in was perfect with my image. So I just grabbed those colors from that. I also decided that I wanted some resources on our website to help others that are maybe in dangerous relationships and situations. So I started building the website, and as I built it, I saw areas I wanted to add, like a contact to suggest cases and our bonus subscription content called After Show Combo. And that happens as you write your scripts, as you build your podcast website, or maybe is just a blog that's on your business website. As you do those things, you'll see areas that maybe you want to improve, add, take away, whatever it is to enhance the user experience. So once I had my website pretty much mapped out, the pages I would need, et cetera, I then decide on my social media strategy. So of course, I'm going to take the color theme with me to the social media. So it's consistent across all platforms so that when people see my posts, they will immediately think outline of a murder. But I also needed categories like uh, a social media strategy. So I decided, of course, we're going to have the episode post itself uh, and then true crime quotes, funny and serious. Uh, I decided I'd have a favorite things post like new podcasts, television shows, books, etc. I also um, threw in, uh, kind of by accident, uh, funny clips called outline outtakes because each of our episodes are called outlines. And the funny clips come from our Zoom sessions. And uh, those happen by accident when we were recording our after show combo. So the chemistry between my mother and my sister was too priceless not to capture. And so I added that. Also resources for people and then sound clips from killers, unusual facts, or maybe take a guest post about crimes and killers. And then also I sprinkle in some pictures from our photo shoot that we did uh, when we were there recording. So I took the graphics I created in Canva, kind of like templates, and I uploaded them to an app called Planoly, P-L-A-N-O-L-Y. And I, you can move the graphics around in there. And so I just kind of arranged things in there until I, I, w- I liked the overall feel and look. And it was consistent with what I had in my mind. So you can see what that looks like on Instagram at Outline of a Murder. Uh, all that I posted on, in- a post on Instagram then gets posted on Facebook as well. Us entrepreneurs wear many hats, but there are some hats that we don't want to wear and we don't want to know how to wear. And that's where Fiverr comes in. Fiverr puts the whole world of freelance talent at your fingertips for all kinds of things that we need done, like logo design, writing and translation, digital marketing, video and animation, music and audio, programming and tech, web design, and more. They even have lifestyle freelancers to help you with personal style relationship coaching, health and fitness, and so much more. I recently used them to type the transcript of a video for me and was amazed at how fast and professional my freelancer was. You'll find high quality services at every price point. There's no hourly rates, just project-based pricing, and your payments are protected. Go to sherrylovesfiverr.com and get started. That's Sherry with an I and Fiverr with two R's. So during this time of researching and writing my scripts and building my website and creating my social media content, 
I also wrote all of my blog post copy, my social media copy. All of this was very time intensive, but I knew that I'd have my hands full once podcast was recorded with editing. So I decided to get all of this out of, out of the way. Now, again, this is a serial podcast. So if you're doing an episodic podcast like this one is that you're listening to, every week I write my blog post. I go into my office, record it. I then edit it in Audacity and add my uh, affiliate uh, commercial, my um, freemium little clip and uh, render it. So uh, you know, for you, you might be doing it every week. Now, some people, they will actually write all of their blog posts for that month or longer and have everything ready to go. I found I don't function well that way. It was way too much time for me as far as this podcast. But with the serial, you know, here I am building a website for a completely new podcast. Most of you won't have that. You're just going to be writing your transcript, which can then be a blog post, recording it, uploading it, and you're good to go. But I do each week create my social media content, especially for Pinterest. I have a uh, post every single day on Pinterest, a couple that point to my blog for that week, plus my Instagram and Facebook. So it really just depends what direction you go. But this is just kind of giving an idea of if you're launching a podcast all the way from the start. So after that, I needed to figure out the equipment. So for my current podcast, I use my good old Yeti microphone and uh, I record directly into my MacBook. I used to use uh, QuickTime to do my audio files until I discovered Zencaster, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R.com. I love, love it. And so basically it's a website that lets you to record one or more audio tracks into separate tracks. Now, this is especially important if you're interviewing guests or you're doing a podcast like mine with three people because you can actually edit each track and try to get the sound quality as close to uh, to the same as possible, which is important. You don't want your audio to sound stellar. And then when your guest talks, they have to turn up the volume. And then when they get back to your voice, it's like you're shouting in their ears. So I love the fact that you can have separate tracks. Uh, but when I recorded hours, I, for the true crime, I didn't know about Zencaster. Uh, I had researched different pieces of equipment for good so- sound quality, but I actually found that my old Olympus hand recorder that I bought years ago sounded better than anything else I purchased. So I returned those and we used that. And it's funny, like during the recording, I literally propped it up using a chip back clip, high tech. I mean, let me tell you. Uh, but with, um, you know, like guests, things like that, that is where I had to check into the equipment because all of my podcasts, which I have two, I have one for my business and one for, uh, my ministry, all of them are just me. And so I just needed a microphone, plug it in, record it on Zencaster. I'm good to go. But because I had three of us, I needed to record that I had to get different equipment. I will probably buy a, uh, a little device that will let me plug in three different microphones next time because I want that audio quality to go to the next level next year. And I think I'm going to have to go ahead and invest in that piece of equipment, but I've got until September. So we're good to go. Now, my favorite audio editor, and it's free, is Audacity. 
And so when I uh, get my audio file imported into Audacity, the only thing I do other than moving my clips around because I have all the, you know, again, the clips for my affiliate and all that stuff, uh, I will normalize all my tracks to negative three dB. Uh, I then insert my intro, my outro, my affiliate clips, special offers, etc. cetera. Uh, I've chose my theme song from Audio Jungle. I absolutely love their stuff. And I added that to the intro and the outro. And then if you listen to the end of this podcast, you'll hear my cat Joseph's meow for the outro because my production company is Mr. Joseph Productions. And as you can tell, I love my black cat. If you want to see him, you can see him on Instagram at Sherry Ann Wilson. So got all the equipment figured out, all my software. Then we did the recording. So we had decided as a family, so my husband, my son, and his wife to make this a family event. So my sister had scouted locations for our photo shoot beforehand. And my daughter loves that she would take the photos because she's talented like that. I had a, like a specific look in mind, black jeans, red lipstick, with attitude. So we picked three days out of the visit over Labor Day weekend to record nine hours of podcasts. In between, we had a facial, we watched true crime, we had a huge taco family meal where we had all bought these taco shirts and then we surprised everybody with them that day. It was so much fun. So I highly recommend that if you're doing a serial podcast with friends or family to make it fun and memorable. And we have plans to keep this a yearly event as much as possible. Now for our bonus content, uh, the after show combo, we decided to do that through Zoom, which was great because again, I was able to capture some great content for the outline outtakes of my mom and sister being, well, my mom and sister. So they have great chemistry. They're hilarious. So I would say in all, we spent 20 hours recording content for our serial podcast. And then it was time for the launch. So By the time we recorded our episodes, I had the website ready to go. I was just waiting for the audio files and all my social media accounts and posts were ready to launch. I knew the editing and all the final details would be intense and time consuming and I wasn't wrong. In fact, it was a bit more intense and time consuming than I expected. I basically had to listen to every single episode and then I wanted to add sound effects throughout. I then inserted voice clips of the killers when, whenever possible uh, before the intro and the outro. And then also I inserted in the middle of the podcast a resource offer. And that's where people that maybe are in dangerous relationships or situations can go and get help online. So it's not like a commercial. I just want people to know about these resources. And I enjoyed it immensely listening to our podcast and editing it, but it was a lot of work on top of running my business. I also had to figure out Patreon uh, for the subscription aspect, Anchor FM, and then tweak the website a bit once I had everything good to go. I had a goal to launch the podcast by October 1st. I launched two days early. I then ran a Facebook ad for two weeks at $5 a day. And I plan on running regular regular ads later for it. But for now, my marketing budget is uh, solely tied up for my business. But I wanted to do that for the launch. Um, My goal you know, is one day for our true crime podcast to hopefully get the attention of people to really have a good impact and help others. But this is the gist of the process. And of course, there are many more details I can probably share later and even some how-tos. But I wanted to give you the overall picture of launching a podcast, what that looked like. Now, here are a couple pitfalls that I didn't expect. One was true crime withdrawals. So, 
That's why we decided to go ahead and do the mini series between our main series release each fall on topics that maybe don't fit within our current uh, series. So all of our episodes must fit within our focus of breaking down crime, which is why it's called an outline of a murder, to help others recognize danger signs and hopefully avoid being a victim. And yet we're also true crime addicts. We have several crimes we'd like to discuss that don't fit into that idea of helping others like serial killers, family annihilators, very, very old cases, uh, local cases, and more. So for 2021, we decided to kick off our mini series that we're going to record early next year with Family Annihilators. So I'll start working on the scripts pretty soon, and then we'll record them with Zoom. The other pitfall was what to post on social media with no new content because we are a serial podcast. Now, doing a mini series will help, but having my social media strategy help me with this and it decided from the start what I would need to post. So that was really beneficial and I highly recommend. Overall, it was the most rewarding and tiring podcast process so far because in those three weeks of me working on editing those audio files, number one, it was addicting. Number two, I did not go without, I did not get much sleep. And so I decided Um, to take a very long nap after. But I've had two podcasts for three years, my business and again, my ministry, but this one was my dream come true. I mean, I would love to grow into a cult following that makes money, but it also helps others escape and avoid being victimized. And that's more important to me than it ever making a dime. But our passion for true crime will keep us going for years to come. So whatever it is that you want to do, whether it's themed, whether it's serial, whether it's topic focused, whether it's episodic, I would go for it. It really is not that hard. Now I do have uh, a builder uh, brand or let's see, what is it called? Oh my gosh. Obviously I need rest. Uh, Brand, brand your biz like a boss, I believe. If you go to Sherry Ann Wilson, there's actually a free course that you can take to help you launch stuff. But in the paid course, it's like 99 bucks. In the paid course, the bonus is how to launch a podcast. And it gets into all the technical things that maybe we can't discuss today, the how-tos. So you feel free to check that out, but you'll find plenty of information on how to technically launch a podcast on the internet. It's really not that hard. In fact, if you use Squarespace, it's super, super easy. You just have to register a podcast with Apple. Once it's approved, you write your blog, you record your audio, you upload it into Squarespace, you connect your podcast, bam, every week when you load up your uh, audio file, it goes live on uh, iTunes. So it's that's really, really easy once you have everything set up. So anyway, I would encourage you because it's a marketing tool. You're in people's heads uh, while they're washing their dishes, going to the gym, going for walks, all of those things. And again, it just positions you as an expert and builds that trust that can help build your business. It is time for some real talk. Does your brand feel like it's a bunch of puzzle pieces that you've tried to make fit? When you look at it, does it clearly and beautifully and professionally communicate who you are and your brand's message? If not, I've got something that might help you. I created a brand personality quiz a few months ago. What? You you didn't know about it? Well, 
This quiz takes maybe five minutes and it will show you which of the 12 brand personalities you are. And I have to say, you're welcome. So after you take the quiz, use the helpful information and the tips you get to flesh out your brand in a more cohesive way in all of your digital and printed material. Let me make it plain. If you get your brand right, you will make more money. And your brand personality is what makes you irresistible. It helps you find your tribe and your tribe find you. So go to sherryannwilson.com forward slash brand dash quiz and get started. I hope today's podcast gave you some actionable wisdom that you can do immediately for your business. I've got a lot more free training on my website at sherryannwilson.com. Sherry with an I and with an E. But before you go, please leave a kind review of this podcast. It's like giving me a hug in podcast world. Work Your Biz Like a Boss is a Mr. Joseph production. What do you think, Joseph?